Dish on my talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March and I'm here with Ms. Molly Herman. Good morning. Molly Herman of Malcolm Yards and uh, <laughs> other places and other things. She's been a co host many times on the show before. Um, <clears throat> welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. It's good to see you. It feels Thanks. like it's forever since I've actually seen you. I know. It's weird because it's summer and that's like a time where people get, uh, you know, hang out more, but then they also like travel more and they do things yeah. and it's hard to like sometimes to get together a little bit and. I don't know, but I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm shocked that we are at the final day of July. I'm shocked. I know August is uh, is next week, and I had that moment uh, probably on Wednesday. I was like, "Are you kidding me? August yeah. already? Already? I know this is." And then of course the Stay whole fair. oh I yeah. no, no we're not oh. allowed to, we're not allowed to say it yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just I know. I mean, it is. It's just like that's the harbinger because that's the end. Yeah. That's the end of summer. Yeah. Because then we move like it's the whole thing of like if you have a pool, you know, nobody gets in after September, after August 31st. Nobody gets in. And and then it's like, you know, a lot of places are starting school before Labor Day, I think. Minneapolis is still starting the day after Labor Day. So okay. we still have. Well, well you guys went goodness. all the way. I know you guys went Oof. all the way till like last week. It feels it like it feels like I, I think that's one reason that summer felt shortened is so Minneapolis public schools had two extra weeks added on. Yeah. Due to the teacher strike. And then, you know, and then my family got COVID and then we travel. Like, it feels like the summer's just gone. It's just gone. So one of the things we're going to talk about today, you guys, and I just put the question up on the Facebook, which I haven't done in a while. So <laughs> welcome back to that. Um, is I, because I was thinking, I was sitting on my deck and I was just having a moment the other day and I was thinking, I haven't had anybody over. Like, I haven't had anybody oh, over yeah. to my house for, like, either. sitting on the deck. And we've normally, like, had many of those by now. Absolutely. And there's there's many bottles of rosé that have not been I drunk. I have so much rosé, you guys. We've saved the rosé so far. <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. And, of course, I'm packing in three parties today. Yes, you but are. But not at my house. But still, I feel like... Why haven't I? And I literally, I literally looked at Giant Baby and I was like, why haven't I had anybody over? And he's like, I don't know. I will say, you know, the beginning of summer, the weather was a little weird. You're right. It was like, hot. Well, we had, it was like cold, then super hot, and then rainy. Right. Like we haven't had real well, we, good. We, didn't, we haven't had rain in so long, it feels like, though. Yeah, but in June, I feel like there were some yeah. rainy weekends. Right. All I feel like is it was too hot together. And then yeah. if you're like jamming bodies in your house, it's just like, and I, my best part of it is like my little deck. So And too hot to be out there. Too hot to be out there. So anyway, I, this is my thought. So then I started thinking about. I want to do some dinner parties and I want to have some people over and just, you know, mm-hmm. and I think about dinner parties. I just think about gathering, but we always are going to have dinner. Um, and in fact, Meyer and I were at a dinner last night and we both had this, there was a corn chowder and we both had like a, a bite of it. And I was, we were both like, Oh, we should have a corn dinner. Like we oh. both literally <laughs> said we should have That's summer people summer over Minnesota. and have a corn dinner. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to ask you guys, would you, I want, would you call it a corn dinner or a corn feed? 
I, I don't know. Things. We have to think about it. Has different things. We had to think about it. But I did think, yeah, no, because we want to do things with corn. Like every, every, di- like have a multi course or multi thing, but everything have some sort of form of corn, like a corn chowder. But then maybe you could have tortillas mm-hmm. and then you could have, and I just bought sweet some corn ice cream. Yes. Well, that was the sweet corn panna cotta mm-hmm. that we were talking about, which mm-hmm. was, I think, our friend Scott Pampu. Who yes. That. Oh, speaking of, <clears throat> I just saw him. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay, but you guys, so what I did on the Facebook, I want to know, what's the one reason that you don't throw more dinner parties? What's holding you back? Is it time? Is it money? Is it like, uh, I'm always worried about that I'm going to you know, mess up the planning of the meal. I'm worried about, I don't do it because I, you know, what? I want to know, like, what's the barrier here? Do you feel like, though, we got kind of stuck? I mean, we couldn't have dinner parties for a long time because of COVID, right? And then if we were having people over, we were definitely gathering outdoors, but you were still doing that social distance thing. Are you just out of practice? Yeah. Like, are are we just sort of stagnant now? Like, oh, how do we do this again? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been doing it for so much longer than I've not been doing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And I mean, I, yeah, I'm an events person. We've been, we've been, we've been throwing gatherings. Yeah. So So I kind of wondering if it's that stagnation for people. I think maybe, yeah, maybe out of practice, you know, and that may be a thing that is just sort of like. You know, the muscle memory of it is something. Right. Um, and, you know, I do have, you know, I was talking to someone who, who you know, they had relatives who were hosting a party and they were sort of overwhelmed by how much they forgot how much it was to do. And so I wonder, is that a thing that holds people back? I don't actually mind that. I mean, I guess for me, it's more about like Thanksgiving is a thing that we all do and that we have been doing. You know, most of us did it as much as we could, you know, right. during the COVIDs. But that's sort of like this grand thing that is a master plan. And it's like, you know, everybody's with you on it. But this is just like, I don't know, there's something about summer, like gatherings and dinner parties that are lighter and more fun for me. So anyway, there's the question. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, We're going to take that topic and kind of there's a couple other things that are really interesting that I want to talk about with that in mind. Um, Have you eaten anywhere this week that you're excited about? You just got back from Boston. I just got back. So this week has been catch up uh, from vacation or obligation, as I like to call it. It was a family reunion. It was. It you was coined straight, that term. I've yeah. heard that term now from some of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it was not a true like enjoyment vacation. But obligation for obligation. an obligated vacation yes. is kind of everything. I feel like I've it's had a family. few of those this year. Like I want to. I want a real vacation soon. Yeah. What but is that? We were trying. We hadn't seen the family because our family lives in Florida um, for any length of time because of COVID. So yeah, yeah two obli- obligations. Okay. And so, but so you haven't, so you're just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Trying to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, I was on, I went to, uh, uh, well, I did have a farm dinner last night. We're going to talk, not even a farm dinner, a farm town dinner, which is not the same as a farm Farm town dinner. It's not the same. You know what they call that there? What? Dinner. Dinner. (laughs) Um, But we are going to, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in my top two, but um, I was at, <laughs> I had like a little, I had, a, I've had a, like a big week of work, you know what I mean? So I haven't yeah. really been sitting like for some of the weeks I go out like almost every night. And then some of the weeks I just sort of sit there um, you gotta, you gotta regroup sometime. and just pound out thousands of words of copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I did this week. But, and so I needed a brain break. So I walked up to um, Angel Food Bakery. Oh yeah. And I got the little, a new one up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's like right by my house is like the new St. Louis park one. And I got the ice lollies, you know, which are just their big popsicles. Okay. Dang refreshing. Really? Just happiness, like cucumber, lime, jalapeno. Yes. Ooh. Like all the sorts of crazy good flavors. Like obvi- there's still chocolate you can find. You know, there's still like a vanilla. There was the sprinkles had gummy bears in them. Okay. So you know, it was like, like a lemon the, pop. Um, 
what is the the Mexican lollipops? The paletas. Paletas. Yeah. So, yeah. Like a yeah. paletas. It's style. a popsicle, right? I yeah. mean, like I know we're legally not supposed to call them popsicles, just like we're not supposed to call tissues Kleenex, but whatever. Well, I, I think that that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Kimberly Clark didn't jump on that too soon. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, they have these ice lollies. Here's the thing. Here's the news, guys, that I'm super excited about that I'm going to go back up there at some point this weekend and snap, which is that they're doing ice pop cocktails. Oh. So she's got little bottled cocktails, and then you get a glass with a very special ice lolly in there. In the flavors. And you pour nice. it over the ice lolly. And then you have this like icy, there's like a bourbon and a lemon popsicle situation that they were out of them when I, I went up there at like one o'clock too. That's never stopped you before. I mean, that's, I was a Friday. <laughs> Let's not pretend yes. that one o'clock was a deterrent. Half day Friday. No, it was not a deterrent for me. It was clearly a deterrent for them. They just didn't have them. And she was so apologetic. It was so cute. But I was like, no, I'll come back. I'll come back, you know, some evening. But I'm excited to do to see that because I'm I'm all for the lollipops. Well, you've got a good situation up there. You can go eat at Revival right there. Listen. I'm in love with their chicken nugs. Yeah. And then go get uh ice lollies for dessert. At Angel Food. And then mm-hmm. we have a we have a little cute burritos, burritos, and they make their tortillas like like they make them right there. Like Ooh, nice. they make them yeah. right as you're hanging out. You know what I mean? Like they take a ball of masa and they put it on the tortilla press. They press it and boom. Yum. I know. It's nuts. And then across the way, we have another taco shop, the La Bodega. And then um, we're about to get something that is very cool, which I'm not going to talk about yet because I still haven't dug into what it is. But we've got more coming. It's basically pretty cool to live by Texatonka is what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break. Also fun to say, Texatonka. 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 Um, We're going to take a break and come back and you're going to tell us about Boston. Okay. And eating and family and renting a giant two refrigerator house in the Boston (laughs) area and how we do. But I did want to clue up. You guys don't forget to go look at that Facebook page question and make a comment. If you got one, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk. One Oh seven one brought to you by makers. Mark. Hey everybody. Welcome back to weekly dish on my talk. One Oh seven one. Sorry. I was just like chatting with malls, you know, that's how that goes over here. John. Yeah. Just John. That's how we do it. Um, anyway, so Molly Herman here to sub in for Hanson, who is, of course, in uh, finishing up her giant Croatia trip. Oh, I was wondering where she was. Actually, yeah. I forgot to ask. Yep, she's in Croatia. And she's been on a boat and uh, they're going, I think they're back in Rome and then coming, you know, whatever. So they'll be back. She'll be back next week. Okay. I think we are. Um, and anyway, so you were in Boston, not in Croatia, but Boston. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, you met the whole family up. So, yeah, we went to Boston actually for like three or four days ahead of time. Just the three of us did some college touring, which is weird to even think that that yep. we're at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole family, Keith's family, um, he's one of six kids and spouses and grandkids. Like there's 30 people in one house that happens. Uh, and his mom had never been to New England and, and they were like, let's do it there. So they picked North Conway, New Hampshire. Yeah. And, you know, it's in the mountains in New Hampshire. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we were there for a week. Wow. As the, the obligation part. So how many people? 30 people. 30 people. Not in mm-hmm. one house, though. In one house. What? Yeah. They're a giant. And we've done this for a year. Every two years we do this. And usually it's in like a, a city where one of the siblings live so that you have a host. Like yeah. we did it here in 2017 and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we have done it in other places. Pigeon Forge, we we did that one. But they they know exactly who their audience is. Yeah. I mean, they are giant houses that are built for corporate retreats and family I reunions. I suppose it's corporate and, retreats are good for that, too. Yeah. 
That's kind of interesting with the also thinking about in the COVID times, right? Like, you know, your family, you know, you know, or even corporate, you know, situations, they can all say, you know, we have X amount of, uh, you know what I mean? Everyone has to be vaccinated and everyone right. has to test negative. And then, you know, like you're on site, you have a thing, everyone's contained. You, you hope. You hope. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, <laughs> you did that. <laughs> and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> you know, everybody's fine. Everyone's fine. They're not but, listening, so you can say. Yes. There, go there, there was some, some COVID that happened while we were there. So yeah. there was some isolation that needed to happen for That's a few right. folks. But let's talk about the fact that, I mean, I want to talk about Boston, but I kind of also want to talk about the fact that as someone in the food world, and we all know this, everyone listening, you guys all know this, that when you get into a family gathering, if you get on a family vacation, if there's a kitchen there, you are probably the one who has to do all the cooking. They look at you and they go, I mean, definitely people parse out things. I think there's definitely family gatherings who are like, you know, like you guys are responsible for lunch and this family's responsible for dinner. We used to do that and it got a little chaotic. And then we would have like random stuff left over. Like we used to have one family that took a dinner each night. Yeah. And then we would always have, we always have like sandwiches and breakfast stuff that, or you're on your own for lunch. That's what I think you should It's like dinner that is sort of pre-planned. Um, and so myself and my sister-in-law, Stephanie, <laughs> and my life you're, is you're, rife you're with Stephanie's, um, we, you know, made a plan for the week and it was, a, it was because nobody lived there, it was this joint effort of her family had gone to Maine first, we were in Boston first, we rented, you know, SUVs, yeah, bought like cooler bags. She went to Sam's Club on the way down. I went to Costco on the way up. We had a spreadsheet. Oh my gosh. We had a grocery delivery that the first person at the house went to pick up locally. Wow. I mean, it was a... Well, 30 people is not... I mean, like, that's a lot of people. It's It was a lot of food. To, and we still yeah. had to make grocery runs, obviously, throughout the week. But it was... Uh, yeah, this house had two refrigerators. It had this giant table, like granite table sat like 24 people it was huge wow it was so big that we have one great grandbaby who's like nine months no six months old something like that yeah they just put him on the table and he just crawled around because there was was no no point no chance of him falling off. no no chance at all wow it was crazy that's so crazy so okay so cooking for that many people and then so are you doing are you and stephanie doing like most of the cooking that all time are you yeah so we were in charge of dinners and we had helpers you know we would give people tasks but we we were in charge of dinners i like the idea of having breakfast and lunch be free and clear like because sometimes you know i've been up at things where you know they're like okay well you do breakfast i'm like i don't and then someone gets excited to cook the breakfast so then they make a massive breakfast but then someone else is already doing lunch and they're like well we're doing this for lunch i'm like i can't eat this many big meals that close together breakfast with 30 people they get up at all different times yeah that's hard i remember doing breakfast sandwiches once and like having them foil wrapped and that was like that was what i did but then again i'm like we were and then that bled right into lunch and then lunch people were like well we were gonna do this for lunch and like (laughs) now like no it's like why it was so funny well here's one thing that we learned so we have a lot of teenagers uh grandkids and there were two of them that had never cooked an egg. What? Did you have like cooking class sessions? We had, we had some little teaching moments. One of them, had ne- they had never cooked an egg and she's about to go off to college. Oh, she needs to know how to cook an egg. And they had never cooked a grilled cheese. What? So we, we had some, uh, some teaching. You had some demo. Classes. You had some yeah. class time. Yeah. I told them, I'm, I'm like, I think we maybe should do some Zoom cooking classes. They live in Texas. I'm a, I'm all up for, I'm sort of obsessed with the idea of actually grilling my grilled cheese lately. 
And I think it was on a newsletter somewhere. Somebody there was like, you mean some, like on the grill. Yeah. Like doing the, you know, the mayo back and then like mm-hmm. the two piece. And I would go two pieces with like a mound of cheese on one. And mm-hmm. then I would put it on. I wouldn't like try to. So we did do a grilled cheese bar for one Which, night. Which, of course, that speaks to like my heart. <laughs> and we had these little sheets that they got to check off what they wanted on. And I mean, I used to do oh, this. Oh, they like for- special ordered? Yeah. No, I, I used to do this for catering. So this was not out of my, you know, scope. Okay. And, you know, we had our ingredients and they could choose do you want bacon or caramelized onions or arugula or like all this stuff. And which cheese they wanted, which bread they wanted. Do you know how many loaves of bread? How many loves of bread? Went through how many? Week? Oh, my God. It was like. It was close to 24 loaves of bread. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Anyway, and we had English muffins, too, and okay. bagels. Like, okay. There was other bread products, and we still went through 24 loaves of bread. Wow. Um, so, anyway, we uh, one thing, the revelation for people was grilled cheese. I mixed the butter and mayo together. Oh. Because I, I mean, the mayo is great because, you know, you can cook it at a higher temperature, and it doesn't burn as much. It gets real But I missed the butter flavor. Oh. So... Okay. Room temperature butter. I do half butter, half mayo. And so it raises that, you know, smoke point of the butter with the mayo. And you can, it, you still get the benefit, but you get the flavor too. Okay. Okay. So try that. I know. But if I'm on the grill, if I'm doing it on like an actual grill, I don't know if it matters. Maybe. I, I mean, I do. I hear you. Would be there. People talk about they miss the butter flavor. Yeah. And so I get that. So here's what I'll tell you about Boston, though. That yeah. was so interesting. So I, I met up with one of our uh, chef friends, Scott Pompu. Who cooks out there now? We call him the Pampoo. The Pampoo. Well, you call him meat, is what we call him. I know. <laughs> and uh, he's cooking at uh, Puritan and Company. And Puritan we, and Company. Yep. And okay. it was. We had a great dinner. Met some friends that from college there, and beautiful, beautiful food. There was a definitely pork belly on the menu, as one would expect, because he knows his way around a pig. But we had breakfast the next day, and we were talking, like. The food trends that are different yeah. out there than they are here. Oh, yeah. And on every single menu that I saw, there was farro, there was lamb, there was halloumi. Halloumi's big right now. Halloumi's having its moment again. It, well, and you know what? I love that because we used to cook with it all the time at yeah. Kitchen in the Market. And halloumi is a, a cheese, you guys, that is yep. like a lot of people grill the cheese. It's the Greek cheese that is sort of spongy but firm enough to grill. Yep. It's like a semi-soft cheese. And yeah. It's um, a sheep's milk cheese usually. And you can it, it doesn't melt, right? So right. you get that lovely crust on it. Yep. So anyway, the halloumi was on every single menu that I came across. Uh, and beet lattes. Oh, so think, no, it it sounds weird, but it, I actually ordered. I'm like, finally, I have to try. You have to these. try it. Yeah. yeah. So think like, you know, that golden milk latte that yeah. had its moment, like with the turmeric and mm-hmm. honey and that stuff. It's like that. So they use beet powder, sure, oat milk, and then they put a little dusting of cocoa on it. So it kind of tastes like a, a light hot chocolate. Huh. It was pretty good. Well, I mean, I had, yeah, I had beets last night that I was, it was a smoked beet. And I was like, oh, God, why don't we just do mm. that to that every Ooh, time? Is there blue cheese with it? Because that sounds good. There was a little goat cheese and a pickled mushroom. Yum. I know. It was quite delicious. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to keep going, you guys. Um, we're going to talk some dinner party stuff, but also cooking mm. for groups and things like this. It all kind of wraps up together. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. we got more chatter here on the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Hello. Um, we're talking dinner parties. We're talking f- gatherings and food and family. And maybe, you know, you're doing a cabin weekend. Maybe you're just having people over, all this kind of stuff. But Molly has just fresh come off a huge family reunion in uh, the New Hampshire area. 
And uh, can we t- say the number? Is that okay? Do you, I mean, like, the fact that she yeah. was buying food, she and her sister-in-law were buying, I just kind of, it just shocked me over the break we talked about this, but they went to Costco, they went to Sam's Club, and they got food for this family gathering in one house for 30 people. Let's, let's say it was, I, I think I may have underestimated when I gave you the number. Okay. I still, th- I think it was close to 1500 for the initial grocery run. Okay. But still, that's like, you guys, when you think about that, so they did all, you know, like, Two cars shopping, and then they had to go into all this stuff for non-alcoholic and food for thirty people for a week. Yep. I mean, fifteen hundred is like forty. You know, it's like fifty bucks a person. It's yeah. pretty great. It is fifty uh, bucks a person for a week of eating. Well, and again, free labor. Yeah, free labor. <laughs> That's just nuts. I just was Although, very impressed. Let me, let me be very clear. Uh, the folks that cooked did not clean up. So everybody had labor that no, they did. I'm, everybody I'm, pitched think, in. Uh, I would way rather cook and have everybody clean Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Okay, but you said you had... We're going to talk dinner parties, but you said you had a dinner party situation. Or oh, sh- so I, um, we had one night where we, on the family reunion, that the siblings and their spouses go out. Yeah. And this was just talking about dinner party trends. I think right. maybe you want to maybe lead off with that, but... One of the things that we did, um, and it was Karen, the youngest idea, was um, she stood up and she's like, I'm going to just, I'm going to toast one person and say something that is very meaningful to me about that person. And then that person's going to pick somebody else. And so you go around and do that. And so it was, it sounds like it could go really, really wrong. <laughs> um, it was, there was the thing that happened in the staircase on HBO. But anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was lovely. Yeah, it was a really beautiful thing to do. And I was like, when you said that we were talking about dinner parties, I'm like, oh, I'm going to mention that because it was it was something that was nice and it was unexpected. Yeah. And everybody, you know, got something out of it. Right. That They they didn't know that person felt that way or that they had done something that made a difference for that person. And you can't go back like you're like, if I say you, then you have to say someone, but they can't go back. you You have to pick a different person. Yeah. Which is awkward at the end, though, because someone's like, um, yeah, but- I guess John, John's nice. He has real nice hair. You know, <laughs> like John obviously is picked last because we all hate John. But no, no. it doesn't really go that way. But no. and some of the more emotional ones came at the end. Yeah. No, you I know, like so. I think if they had started at the beginning, like no one knows what to say. And then they're right. And so you start it. a little light and then you realize like, oh, no, I really need to say this. And so I think by the end, you probably have some of your more meaningful. Yeah. Toasts there. Well, I like that. I like that. So we're talking about dinner parties. And the thing that I was thinking about was, um, you know, so there's the funny thing is, is that um, there was an article on Eater and it said it was basically saying the dinner party is very online now. And that just means that like all of, you know, the people who are on TikTok and everything else have decided that dinner partying is a thing that they want to like you know, master and promote and tell about and all the things. And it's funny because you're like, well, there was a woman who did that <laughs> for a long time. A couple of women. Super old now, but no. You know, Hangs out with Snoop. Yeah, she's hanging out with Snoop. <laughs> she's hipper than most of us. So Martha Stewart, obviously, Ina Garten, all those guys. But I, I, the whole point is that there's this new sort of like respect for it. And like a new, you know, as we went into COVID, like you're saying, we're coming out and a lot of these young people were like, I want to do this in my home and I want to do it. I want to have people over. Do you think a little bit of it is that, you know, this generation, and, and this is the TikTok folks that we're talking about, right? So it's, excuse, yeah, it's millennials and, and Gen Z. younger, right? Yeah. 
do you feel like they're in this because we had three years basically where yeah. none of this was happening? Do you think they feel a little bit like they invented the dinner party? Oh, they feel like they invent everything. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I love my millennials. I love them, but they all they feel like every time like they nothing, do something. Yeah, no, there's no history there. No, they're entering middle age and they're inventing middle age right now. Even right. though y'all, you and I, and many of our <laughs> listeners are sitting in it. We got middle age. We got that people. on lockdown. <laughs> we got that unlocked. But um. But the funny thing, yeah, I have one friend who she's like, she turned four. She's like, here I go, middle midlife. I'm like, midlife is the best. Yeah, it's the best. Here's the secret. It's the best. <laughs> um, but anyway, nonetheless, so here we are talking about dinner parties. And, and so they're like, they're filming it. They're doing all sorts of stuff. Here's what I do love about, and just to shout out that how much I do love the millennial brain. Mm-hmm. They do say, they do take a, a look at something that we have maybe taken for granted or, you know, and they look at it and they're like, well, what if we did this? Or like, it feels like you need this. And so maybe... You know, I can help you with this. Sure, and I think every generation is that you know you freshen everything up. Right? Yes, there's a refresh. Which is, which but these is guys do thing. it online, <laughs> right? For everyone to see. <laughs> for everyone to see. I think we're glad that not all of our dinner parties were online. Oh, listen, mm. listen. There are things that should never have been documented, <laughs> and that is a beautiful thing. I don't mind. And I think as I go into my older years of doing dinner parties, continuing to not document every single moment is yeah. also okay because now we just tell, we don't even hold secrets anymore. You can, you can edit. There's so much editing. <laughs> so much editing. Um, but what I love about, so I want to talk about this. The one thing there was a, there was a group that had, um, there was a couple of sisters who, whose parents had done all these dinner parties, right? Mm-hmm. And so they grew up with like the, the hospitalitarian vein. And so mm-hmm. like, we are like that as well. Correct. Our kids know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it's funny, they were saying they when they realized other people didn't. And so, so they started making these things like plans. They started kind of selling almost like a plan for like, <laughs> here's your dinner party, you know, which is like, again, a Martha Stewart magazine. Do you even download. remember when I had Taste Bud, which was my catering company? Yeah. That this was way before there was no like TikTok, Instagram, sure. online stuff. I had a series of DVD or CDs. Oh. Right? And it, they were entertainment plans. Yeah. See? That's hilarious. Yeah. So now, but it's now digital and you just download it. Yeah. And you just pay your 20 bucks or whatever. But I think it's a great idea. And I think about people who are like, there are definitely people who are, who say like, give me a shopping list. You know? I mean, the way that batch cooking has become so important and so big um, and, and, and people like really like hold on to it because it makes their life easier. And then it's kind of that same idea as like, is it a menu? Do you need someone to help you plan a menu? Because there's plenty of cookbooks and magazines and websites out there who do that. And so, but I do find myself finding like, if I'm doing a meal for something, I do tend to like, look and see what some person has put together as a menu. And then maybe I'll, you know, mix and match. Yeah. Toggle it and everything else. But it is nice to see kind of the flow of the evening. And I was thinking about you and like, you guys have, uh, spreadsheets for your meals and your activities for, for the this, re, for the reunion for the reunion for the day to day no yes. but like that was important to have everything yeah we had to I mean and we had a um, grocery list that was color coded for who was getting at Sam's who what was getting at Costco and what was at the grocery store like it was a it's an endeavor but I think you know you're right like applying that sort of on a smaller scale to a dinner party. It, it helps keep the host sane. Yes. First of all. And you and you make sure you don't forget anything. And I think one of the trends, and I did put a link up uh, on our on our grid um, to like top uh, trends uh, for dinner parties oh. in 2022 from the bash. What's the bash? Um, and, you know, one of the things is that it, 
that is trending is m- like highly personalizing things, yes. right? Yes. And so when you want to add all of those really personal touches to things, you do have to be a little more organized right. to make sure that you're getting everything the way that you want it. Right. Um, and we're seeing that trend in events. You know, I um, am the events manager at the market at Malcolm Yards. And so when people are coming in to plan their wedding reception or their re- 50th high school reunion or their birthday party or whatever it is, you know, they all look a little different, but they are all definitely going for this. Um, they want elevated food and drink. Yeah. In a casual setting. Yeah. It is, a, you know, they, they want, they don't want to compromise that, but they don't want anything to be super formal anymore. No. And they want, um, you know, that personalization yeah. on things. So whether it's a, you know, drinks named uh, after the, the grooms, which we have coming up uh, next month or, um you know, rocks glasses that they're giving out with initials sure. for people. You know, they just want that personalization piece. On yeah. There. And there's something you can do that for. In fact, one of these little TikTokers who I was watching, um, you know, digging into what she does, she just makes, you know, she just writes a note to each guest at their place setting. And so she put like, like she wrote what she was, what was going to be on the menu that night and put it on a little card. And at the bottom of the card, she wrote this like, hey, Jane, I know it's, you know, you've been working so hard. I just am so glad that you've come tonight. Thanks for being here. Like, well, that's super sweet. Isn't that sweet? And she's like, but then the best part is, is like, what I love about it is no one's fretting about, and this is what they, I think Alicia Kennedy, who's one of my favorite writers, you know, Substack wise, mm-hmm. um, she said, it's not so much about, it's not about opulence and, and it's about, I don't know, but the whole thing is like the, the Martha Stewart dinner parties and everything else. And like that kind of a handwritten note would be crafted in a scene that was like perfected. Right. And this is about, no, no, no. Yeah. This is actually more important than super great China. It's not about perfection. It's about personalization. Personalization. Yeah. And it's the, it's the, it's the thought. And I think that our generation, we kind of were raised on that whole, like, if you're not looking like Martha Stewart, you know, like you're failing oh, yeah. at it. Everything there, there was that perfection aspect. Yeah. There. So yeah, that's, that's a good refresh. Yeah. Then, you I'm know? Happy. That's my point is like when, when, when Alison Roman was the one who was, you know, she was like, look, if there's dust bunnies, there's going to be dust bunnies. I'd rather have, I'd rather like have dust bunnies than not have you over. Like right. I'd rather have the dust bunnies and have you over than to say like, I can't have you over because everything's not perfect. She's like, no, let's do that. Let's be together. And I thought that was like a moment for me that freed me a lot. My husband things. would have a hard problem. I know time with that. He but would. Yes. Right. And then, right. <laughs> but that's why we divide and conquer. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and I know that I'm, you know, but I definitely feel like there's something about understanding, you know, letting go of some of the things, I guess. Yeah. So, um, all right, you guys, we are at the, we're going to take a break, but we're going to be at the ask Stephanie portion of the show, which is going to be like, if you guys want to call us in and give us your, dinner party hints or like the things that you're the things that stop you if you want to answer the facebook question on on air live that'd be okay too 651-641-1071 is the phone number to call in uh otherwise we'll be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk 1071 hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish thanks for joining us this lovely saturday um i'm steph march i'm here with molly herman hello hello and this is the ask stephanie and molly portion of the show um, you can give us a call, 651-641-1071 if you're feeling it. It, it may work. It may not work. We got Josh on the uh, the old board today. And, hey. 
Good luck, Josh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's been 50-50 with these phones, unfortunately. Sometimes it we'll works. We'll get you through Sometimes somehow, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take your call. We'll sally forth. All right, we're going to talk. We have been talking dinner parties. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to say that we do have a question up on the Facebook page about what is it, what's your biggest barrier? You know, like, what is the thing that's stopping you from having more dinner parties? And we have some great answers. We have, um, you know, Marvell says, like, what to serve, prepping ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Um, Amy says one seasonal seems like I get the urge more in winter, which is tr- I think That's so true. true. It's cozier, yeah, you're cozier. Um, and two, she says, oh my god, food issues, <laughs> <laughs> gluten free, kosher, allergies, trend eating, oh dieting, god. vegetarian, only organic meat. When I start menu planning, I'm so annoyed. I'm just like, forget it. <laughs> you know, I mean, and my family is so guilty of that. Like, we all have yeah. three different issues, and we, we're sort of a nightmare to have over. I apologize to I everybody know. who has this over. She goes, thoughts on yield. Everyone gets what you what you to tell you what they on how they're eating. It stops me in my hostess tracks. I will say we were at a dinner last night and we were laughing about how, you know, they'd asked if we were. She, so this was a very small place and they only have like they can't do all the things. They have one cook. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you know, someone was like, I'm, I'm gluten free, dairy free and meat free and onion free. Like Oof. and she was like, so. The Air? onion thing is a little bit, and she's like, well, it's just big chunks of onions. It's like, oh, oh so it's not an allergy? Preference. You just hate them. Right. That's a different thing. Um, here's what I will say to the, the Facebook yeah. uh, comment on the, you know, food, uh, like, preferences, is if you have a build-your-own situation, then yeah. it's on the guest to, like, choose yeah. what works for them. As long as right. you have, like, like, if you have you know, burrito bowls, right? right. And, you, and you have rice, and you have carnitas, and you have black beans, and you have you know, all the other stuff. And then if they're vegetarian, they skip the carnitas. And yeah. if they're meat eater, they eat everything, you know. We, and that I, yeah, I mean, the the pulled pork bar that we've done for every single yeah. graduation party we've ever had is magic. Yep. Because then it's like you've got the meat in the middle, but then there's all the other things. So if you want to go barbecue, if you want to go, you know, tacos, if you want to just do paleo and work down a giant chunk of meat, it's all you. Yeah, and I and I think that the I think people when they hear the word dinner party they think oh it has to be place settings right no, no 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 it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be and so you can have those sort of build your own situations to yeah. alleviate that if it, if it's a big issue for the group that you're having over too true too true um, okay so Dana says she th- she thinks that we've all become a bit reclusive and we need to get back slowly into it yeah um, Jen says I just hosted my 13 year old soccer team dinner pizza and watermelon on the patio. It made me think the same thing. I think it build. I think I build it up to be more complicated than it needs to be, and I think that's the truth mm-hmm. too. We've kind of built this thing of like, Ugh, so many people, right? Yeah, and and you can just throw things on the grill, throw things or, together, and be yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine, hello. Coordinating everyone's schedule, summer is especially hard. That is tough. very true, and especially if you're like, oh, I've got like two people I really want to come together, and then they're what if they're like, but you don't get those two, then you get only. <laughs> three others you're like oh i didn't okay well there it's gonna be hard coordinating like personality sometimes too yeah well and i'll tell you for the, for the reunion we put out a food survey you know because we needed to we're not going to cater to everybody's app like not if one person wanted the strawberry mini wheats we're not buying that yeah like, they can buy that on their own yeah but just to get a general sense of what the menu needed to be yeah. and then we're just meeting everybody's general needs oh man yeah that's true um, I do love both uh, both Angie and Jennifer back to back on the Facebook question. Not wanting to clean my house. Let's be <laughs> honest. I'd have to clean my house. You know, that is a huge thing. Again, if you can learn to let go on some of that stuff, that'd be great. 
Hey, you guys, remember you can call in 651-641-1071 if you're feeling it. Otherwise, get over to the Facebook and put in your thoughts. When I was just going to say into the, like, I have to clean my house, but we're also out of practice and just having people over. So it's probably not as bad as you think it is. There's a lot of cleaning. Now that I'm scrolling down, I see a lot of cleaning. Um, Jilly, by the way, love our Jilly. She says nothing. Even if you don't want to cook, assign everyone a dish. She's like... She's like, gathering people, food at all, it just makes the best memories. I always leave my table set for impromptu dinners. Chili, you're elite, though. Come on. Yeah. And that's a potluck. I know. That's I like that. Um, oh, here's a great one from Sally. She says, we're a second chance couple, you know, divorced with grown-ish children, and our social circles are very pocketed. We've connected in small packs for dinner, happy hour, ball games. usually with one other couple, two to three friends or family. Both of us love to cook. Uh, and try new things. So how to round up disconnected groupings who have only have us in common seems to be the trip mm. up, right? So like yeah. taking your social circle and like bringing it, like well, take, reaching wider to bring home. And I feel like in something like that, a more casual setting where people aren't necessarily having to sit down next to somebody they know and make conversation for a whole dinner. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're outside and you're able to move around and it's a barbecue or, a, you know, that choose your own adventure situation. It gives people something to do. Yes. She asked if there's a good meal that would be especially fun, beneficial for social mixing. You know, we've usually seen people walk through buffet lines and then go sit with the same people they came with. But maybe if there's a couple stations too, you know. For sure. Yeah. I do think that if you have a buffet line. So I think also if there's a, what I think is cool is if you have some of the interaction bits to it. Mm -hmm. Like you have to assemble your thing, but then you have to go stand at the grill with whoever's grilling so that they cook it or bring it all together for right. you. And then that way you're interacting with whoever else is there. And well, and one other thing that you can do, to, like you can make everything sort of build your own. So instead of having like a caprese salad already made, put out the mozzarella, put out the tomatoes, put out the basil and some different like vinegars and yeah. oils and, yeah. and salts and let people sort of experiment. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really even good with watermelon. Thing. We used to do this with our Memorial Day parties. You know, you you cut the watermelon, and then you have like uh, tahini, you have uh, maldon sot, you have like whatever else you want to put on there, lime juice, and like all these things that you can just put on watermelon. I love that, and then that, that sparks people to ask, "Ooh, what are you doing there? Can you do Absolutely. that?" Like that's weird. Hey, we do have Tanya on the line. We have a caller. Hey, Tanya, how's it going today? Hey, good. Good morning. So we just harvested four huge broccoli heads. From our garden. Yay! Um, yeah. But that's a lot for two people because my <laughs> husband plants a garden like we're 50. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> anyway, so we blanched and froze a couple, and the, the stems are soft, soft and gorgeous. Love broccoli stems. Yeah. And I'd also like to make a broccoli dip to bring to a gathering I'm going to tonight. So suggestions on what to do with the stems and then a good broccoli dip. Okay. You do stems. Um, stems, I love to put in stir fries because they have that little, a little crunch to them, but especially if they're softer. So I love, love, love broccoli stems and stir fry. I think that's an easy way to use them up. Um, Hanson is a big fan of putting, taking the stems and then putting them in your zoodler. You know what I mean? That Mm. makes the vegetable noodles. And so like making them, you know, like running them through that little crank or shredding them in that way to make sort of like a pasta thing, I think. Sure. Um, for dip, there's a kind of an interesting, like a hot broccoli dip, which is about like kind of making it, um, it kind of almost looks like like an artichoke dip. Well, and it's, it kind of looks like, um, 
It looks like guacamole, actually, is what I'm saying. Hmm. So it's oh. like you take your broccoli, a chopped onion, red pepper, cheddar, cheese, light mayonnaise. There's a couple other things on there. Um, but it's all just sort of like mashed up, and it looks like guacamole. But it still has that I fresh, fresh flavor. Chips or... Is what? what? What would I bring as a scooper? You could use tortilla chips. Okay. You know, but it's called, they call it broccamole. Hello. (laughs) Broccamole. But it just basically takes the place of avocados. And, you know, I'll put a, I'll put a link up on that one. You could also skew Asian with the same preparation, right? Like, um, so use like sesame seeds and maybe some sesame oil and, um, or, you know, chili crisp or something like that to mix in with it. Wait a minute. I just found another one for you. It's called baked broccoli parmesan dip. Ooh, and it looks good. like artichoke heart dip, but it's got so much cheese on it that it makes me happy. Yum, yum. <laughs> All right, Tanya, we got to go. We got to go. We'll talk to you guys yeah. soon. We'll t- uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with another full hour of Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.